Hey everybody, it's Microphones of Madness. I'm Rodney, over there Steve. Konnichiwa. That's right, today um, I'm probably going to lose all my nerd cred. <laughs> and now you're just going to lose all your, like, uh, I, I wouldn't call it nerd cred. I'd call it um, trend cred. Uh, maybe, maybe so, maybe so. Uh, we are looking at the Junji Ito manga, Ramina, or Hellstar Ramina, as it's probably better known. Uh, I got a chance to take a look at the Viz official, I guess, translation that's going to be out on the 15th of December. And, and I did not! <laughs> yeah, Steve has read some uh, unauthorized translations. Yes. And so, I've, yeah, I've, I've delved into the dark web of Junji Ito translations. That's right. That is right. But, I mean, you know, you really... If somebody's going to take the time to translate a manga, particularly by someone in that echelon as Junji Ito, they're probably going to get it. Mostly, right? To the best of their ability. Yeah, I mean, I... I've... I've read some of these questionable translations before and, and you know, it's, it's, it doesn't really make a hell of a difference in most of the stuff I've read. Most of the time it's a word or two here, but the intent is still there, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. It's, I think what, what these official versions do, official legal versions do, <laughs> is they translate it and then they clean it up and make it sound like it was written in English. Right, right. Um, and and your straight translations um, from from the uh, dark corners of the of the internet are are less nuanced and sound more like um, translations. It's like reading a subtitle on a, on a movie versus, you know, Watching a dub, I a, guess. A translation in versus an interpretation. Exactly. Exactly. So it's it's funny because when we were um, looking at, at uh, like, uh, Reich of Cthulhu or Cthulhu Reich, mm -hmm. um, J Jim Ryan took, like, pains to make it, you know, read well for Westerners, you mm -hmm. know, for English speakers. Right. And... I think that's the that's the big difference is they have have somebody in there who's like okay I'm going to take the translation and clean it up and make it sound palatable mm -hmm. marketable even right 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 I have no idea how the translation industry works do they work with a more literal translation and then edit it after the fact or do they I, I read it and try to capture that like on the fly no, I suspect they have somebody who, who cleans it up. And the only reason I suspect this is I have a copy of the first volume of um, Disappearing Classroom. Mm -hmm. I can't remember the, the, the author, the manga artist off the top of my head. But I do remember that it's translated by somebody. And then for some reason, Molly's name is in the book. And I suspect it's because it's also Viz, and I suspect it was because they gave her the translation and said, "Make this sound good." Mm -hmm. So that that's that's my theory. Um, 
I may be right. I may be wrong. I'm just too lazy to check it out <laughs> to right. see if that's exactly what's going on. But I suspect that's what's happening. Well, just in case there's anyone in the audience who is unaware or unfamiliar with Junji Ito, give us the uh, the Cliff's Notes, the Who's Who so, entry. Yeah. Okay. So uh, Ito Junji is a Japanese comic writer, artist, a mangata or mangaka, whatever, um, who is gaining popularity here in the States. He is uh, mainly known for his horror mm -hmm. mangas, and um, a lot of people say that his stuff is, quote-unquote, Lovecraftian. Um, and and I, I believe that Lovecraft is definitely one of his influences, Um is it Lovecraftian? That's a subject for a whole nother podcast. Mm -hmm. um, but he is gaining popularity amongst Lovecraftian circles over here um, because he does deal with some uh, similar themes mm -hmm. and his stuff is just plain weird. And that's what people like. Mm -hmm. Well, it's definitely right. It's definitely uh, something that's like a cosmic horror type of scenario, particularly in Ramina, uh, is a cosmic horror scenario kind of filtered through the lens of horror as interpreted by the Japanese culture. And we've discussed in the past how things like the classic ghost story, uh, Japanese culture influence and twists into a unique art form. Right. Um, yeah, it definitely has a lot of, a lot more J horror aspects mm -hmm. than uh, your classic uh, Lovecraftian tale. Um, but yeah, I could, I definitely see like a, there's a lot of cosmic horror influences. What I call Ramina cosmic horror. Mm -hmm. I'm on the fence about that. I think uh, some of his other works definitely fit that bill a lot more. Mm-hmm. Uh, particularly Uzumaki. Um, but, and some of his shorter stories, mm -hmm. but I don't know if I'd consider Ramina cosmic horror, even though the horror is kind of cosmic in scope. Mm -hmm. In scope. <laughs> it, this particular one kind of had a, uh, the vibe of something like heavy metal or the old tales from the crypt type of things. Definitely leaning more toward the heavy metal side, I think. I think that this... Ha if you took a plot from like a 19... A mid-50s Green Lantern or Flash comic, mm -hmm. took out the superheroes, <laughs> right, and then and replaced them with just everyday people, this is what you get. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, the, the premise is very very it's simple there is a rogue planet that is coming towards the earth and it eats other planets <laughs> right it's 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 mogo <laughs> yeah it tell me that hal jordan hasn't faced that a dozen times right i mean that is a plot from those silver age comics mm -hmm. um the difference is there's no hal jordan it's uh just regular people and how they react to Right. Um, and it's poorly. <laughs> right. 
The scientist so, who discovers this rogue planet names it after his daughter. Uh, and then it kind of like goes into this take on something we saw like in the early 2000s. I don't know when the original manga was released. 2007. 2007? Okay. So during this time, you know, 2007, um, we had Neil deGrasse Tyson kind of escalate to this kind of celebrity status. Uh, almost like a, a new Carl Sagan of sorts. And we kind of see a, a, a bit of an interpretation of that through Japanese idol culture where the scientist becomes famous for his discovery and the daughter becomes famous for being worthy of naming this discovery after. Right. It's very strange. Um, it escalates, and I don't want to give too much away, about the the comic because it is it the the viz version of it is coming out um in, in a couple of weeks mm-hmm. from today we're recording late november and it will be available like the mid-december right 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 um so we don't want to give it away because we want people to read it um but the the, the japanese idol worship part of it rings particularly uh, true for the situation going on today in the United States. Mm-hmm. It, it's just, it, it looks at themes of just, like you said, idol worship, fame, and just the ability of large groups of people to be influenced uh, by the loudest voices. Mm-hmm. So when they they find out that this planet is actually a killer planet and it is coming to the Earth, they they decide that um, it's because it shares a name with this poor girl, right. and they do everything. And there's a, basically it's a cult of people trying to get rid of the scientist and his daughter Ramina. Um, in the hopes that doing that will appease the planet, right, and 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 stop it from doing its thing. Right, right. How fast does the human race go into this primitive, uh, almost animistic type of practice where you you sacrifice someone and meaningful to this all-powerful entity and it'll leave you alone but the thing is there's no there's not even the semblance of a reason why mm-hmm. that will work i mean there's like usually you have like some sort of 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 just uh, uh just a logical thought process of how this works x x to y mm-hmm. y to z blah 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 and that just doesn't happen it's just like this guy just starts talking about it and then it just picks up like a fucking virus, like a meme, like Fox News, like whatever. Mm. And eventually you have like just about the entire population of Japan. And then eventually the world wants this girl's blood. Right, right. And it's 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 just a matter of like versus like, really. I mean, that's the only logic to the entire thing is that the planet and the girl are both named Romina. Yeah. And it's without giving away too much of the plot, what we have is a 
250 plus page chase narrative. <laughs> yes. And and that's that's really the best way to describe it is that um it, it is a chase narrative. Uh Ramina is being chased. She picks up different uh come-alongs and sidekicks along the way, but primarily that is the main thrust of the action is Ramina being chased by this mob. Um, right. And and it, it, there's always this this little irony underneath the entire plot of this of this book is that she, she doesn't even want any of it. She really never wanted to be named have the planet named after her. Um, she reluctantly became an idol. Mm -hmm. uh, really, she didn't do it because she wanted the fame and the glory. Uh, she just thought that the agent was cute. <laughs> right. Um, right. And even as well, once she became an idol, she just kind of like sat in the background, didn't really do too, too much. Yeah. I, I mean, in, in terms of her as a protagonist, she really doesn't do too much. Most of the things happen to and around her. Mm -hmm. Um which which is odd, I guess. Um, you know, you, other Junji Ito female protagonists are, are pretty strong. The, the, um, you know, he, he does have, you know, there are definitely characters who are clunkers, right. I guess. Um, but the, the woman from, from uh, Uzumaki is a pretty strong character. Um, and th there's like a bunch of, characters from short stories that are strong um and she's not particularly like shrewish like the woman from uh i don't know how you pronounce it geo gaio the the, the fish one mm -hmm. um the woman from there is like kind of like just set up to be just a foil to the to the character to the main character like like a, a shrewish girlfriend that's her role mm -hmm. And that's not Romina either. She's just kind of like nothing. She's pretty, but other than that, she's nothing. And and she has people like fawning over her and falling in love with her for no reason except that she's an idol. She she's like a mirror that you project what your own vision of her is. Yeah, in, in a way, she's kind of like the. Um, the the not horrible not horrible version of Tomi, mm -hmm. where where T Tomi is just like that mirror, but it's like a gr grotesque mirror, and your your wants and desires and and lusts are uh, just aggressively re reflected back at you. Um, and whereas uh, Ramina, um, it's just you know she's flat. So you do, it just comes back on you. Yeah, it magnifies your own um, assholeness, right. I guess, as opposed to um, seeking revenge upon your assholeness, right. which is what Tommy, what happens in right. Tommy a lot. And this particular story also is a cavalcade of poorly thought ideas in, in, from the characters. Um, when life on Earth is about to become extinct the rich and powerful decide we're going to go live on Ramina yeah for for it's but you could totally see um, a certain president 
ex-president of the United States of America doing exactly what they did. Mm-hmm. Exactly what they did. Yep. Ignoring uh, just advice and common sense and just going there uh, because because you, know, you think you're saving your own skin. Right. <laughs> because you're worthy of being saved by nature of who you are. Yes. Um, so, and, and I do think there's like a lot of clever social commentary in there that since, since it was originally published in 2007 and rings true today, it kind of um, speaks to just how um, just our situation today has always kind of been there. Right. We just, we just kind of have it um, hyper-focused right now because the person in charge, I guess, um, so brazenly dishonest without a filter to, or, or a, you know, the clothe his dishonesty mm-hmm. that we'd see it as the caricatures that are um, present in this book. Right, right. He, I mean, he's basically a caricature himself. Yeah, yeah, no, he, he's totally, he is... Like if there was a, an archetype kind of tarot card for greed, there you go. Right. <laughs> it's right there. I mean, it's naked. It's on the end of your fork. Yep. Yep. Now, let's. What did you think? I mean, we've we've discussed the contents, trying to be as spoiler light as all. What's your What was your assessment of this book? I mean, you've read it multiple I, times, correct? I've read this book a number of times. <laughs> Um, I don't feel that it is as strong as some of his more uh, popular work, I guess. It's, I don't dislike it. Uh, it's, it's a fine story. I wouldn't have it when it, when it came up to be reviewed. Um, I was the one who suggested it. Right. Um, because I, I enjoy it. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's no Uzumaki, right? Um, but it's still good. It's just it's different, and I think uh, I think it's it it suffers from being compared to other things. I guess. Hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trying uh, to like, trying to put it into a box um, ends up giving it probably some unfair comparisons to other pieces of work. For exactly, example, the it, Lovecraftian comparison that we were discussing earlier. Yeah, there's really not a lot of Lovecraft in there. There's like some like freaky scenes of a planet with a tongue. Right. But is it Lovecraftian? I guess superficially, yes, but um, in essence, no. Um, yeah, I think it just it, it suffers from... Because everybody's familiar with Uzumaki, everybody's familiar with Tomei, everybody's familiar um, with a lot of his of uh, Junji's major works. Mm-hmm. Or Ito, I'm sorry, I get confused sometimes. Of Ito's major works, Ito-san. Yeah, uh, it, it's and this kind of rankles me that you get uh, manga in English and they get the writer's names backwards. They like they anglicize the names mm-hmm. so the family name is second. But his name isn't 
Junji Ito. It's Ito Junji. Right. It, it just that just kind of that's, that's kind of a, a, a quibble. Bit. Yeah, that's that's neither here nor there. Right. Most a lot of people don't realize that that in Japan, China, a lot of Asian or far or East Asian societies, the family name is first and the given name is second. Right. So, but I think it does. Um, it, it does suffer from being overshadowed by greater works that have already been published. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there's definitely a reason why this is being published in 2020 when a lot of this other stuff has already gone out. Right. Uh, because, you know, now we're getting to like lesser works. Things uh, that are uh, a little more obscure, maybe? Yes. Um, less popular. Uh, maybe stuff that that speaks less to Western uh, sensibilities, Western horror sensibilities. Mm. Um, I think I, I think you're going to get a lot of hardcore people are going to go out and get this. I'm probably going to buy a copy of it myself um, to have it. Right. Right. But I don't. But I don't think it's going to be um, as beloved or reread as um, stuff that has already come out. Right, right. Well, that is also possible that it, it completely flips that script, and because it's the obscure one, people go, "Oh yeah, that's my favorite." Because I think it'll be great. I mean, it, it's don't get me wrong; I don't think it's a bad story. Um, I just don't think it is at, as um, classic as as Uzumaki. and maybe that's because i that's what was available when i first started reading uh you know right. was Uzumaki, tomei Gyo, and that's what i'm used to right 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 it's like um the studio ghibli stuff people remember like howl's moving castle they don't remember the castle of cogliostro right exactly Right, or or you know, music. Mm-hmm. You know, pe- people remember Paranoid. Right. How many people know Technical Ecstasy? That's Not a bad many. comparison because Technical Ecstasy is actually a bad album. Right. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. Right, right, right. <laughs> or or Sinead O'Connor. Nothing compares to you not realizing that it was originally a Prince song. Right. So, you know, people and, you know, I fall into this myself are going to remember, you know, the, 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 um, just the, the, the classics, Mm -hmm. I guess. Um, and then you do a little bit of a deeper dive and you become more of a fan and then you get to read some of this Mm -hmm. other stuff. And I think you're probably going to get a number of people who are going to do that and enjoy it. But, I think you're going to get a number of people who are going to look at it and say, this is a Juju Ito. Mm-hmm. I'm not one of those people. Uh, to be, to be perfectly frank, um, I, I'm, I'm not the Junji Ito guy or the Ito Junji guy to say his name correctly. Uh, it just, it's what I've read has not appealed to me. Uh, and that's really that's really it. I mean, it's not like it's bad. It's just you know not my cup of tea. 
and which is why I preface this whole episode with you know losing losing some cred because yeah I'm I'm not a fan I you know I can't say that I enjoyed anything I've read by Ito uh, and definitely did not really enjoy my time with Ramina. He's the Stephen King of Japanese comics. Um, that's not exactly a, a comparison that I would make because, you know, if you guys know my opinion of Stephen King, that would be an insult to Ito's side. You know, and, you know, I'm not here to insult the man. You know, I'm just not a, not a fan. Um, and I, I can see how this work would probably be well-received by folks who are proper fans of Ito's work. Um... I think I think the Johnny Come Latelys, who are like just Uzumaki, or the only one they know is the the story about the holes. Is that Uzumaki, or is that a short story? No, it's oh, a short story. It's a short story. It's, short. it's yeah. the one that everybody quotes all the time in yes. our in our social circle. Um, I don't know how this will um, appeal to them, but I can see somebody who's really into manga, into horror manga, would would. Uh, Take this and see. Be appreciative of it. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, and I could be wrong, but you aren't a really a huge fan of manga either. Uh, not really. I haven't read a whole lot of manga. Um, really. Uh, let's see. I've read the translations of like Lone Wolf and Cub, Blade of the Immortal. Um, you know, and then some stuff from Shonen Jump. You know, Dragon Ball, Roni Kenshin. You know, some of the original Yu-Gi-Oh! issues that are, like, kind of a shock after uh, drunken watching of the cartoons on Saturday morning. <laughs> and then you read it and see how cruel that fucking bastard Yu-Gi is. <laughs> I've never read Yu-Gi-Oh! Oh, man. Are you I, saying I should read Yu-Gi-Oh? I, I'm, I'm, saying, I'm saying that the King of Games plays... Uh, remember the man from Rio? With Peter Lorre. Oh, uh, no, but... And the bet of, I can flick my lighter ten times. If I miss it once, you cut off a finger. Okay. Right? Is, Yu-Gi-Oh! The Yu-Gi-Oh! manga is that style of game that the, really? the king of games is playing. Yeah, it's, the card so game stuff it- comes later. So is it like a, a parody of like Pokemon culture? Like no, a dark parody that no, like because just... it does shift and take on the, the connotation um, that we're familiar with from the animated series, but those first few stories are that kind of dark uh, the King of Games is playing uh, a game that he knows he's going to win and it's always something retrib- retribution related. Um, like the first issue he ends up by winning the game, he burns the antagonist alive in public. So like, like Saw. Kinda, kinda. They <laughs> like to play a game, and yeah, Who and, fucking new, right? <laughs> and, and the the Pharaoh Yami is presented as this dark and sinister character that lives inside of poor little Yugi, and it's a Jekyll and Hyde sort of thing, which makes it kind of interesting. But yeah, that's the extent of my my manga knowledge there. Uh, I learned something new today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, 
I, I read it. I got through it okay. You know, there wasn't a point where I was reading it where I wanted to pitch it up against the wall like a Stephen King novel. Um, but yeah, I hate Stephen King. I, I do. I cannot. I cannot finish a Stephen King book to save my life. Except for Pet Cemetery. Except for maybe, and I, I, I might be even remembering that wrong. <laughs> so yeah, there's there's my take on it. Um, you know, it it is what it is. Uh, I guess you could call it good for what it is, but it's not something that's my particular cup of tea. But it is definitely Steve's cup of tea. No, I enjoyed it. Um, I read it again today. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's not something like you read it over and over and you're going to get new revelations from. Right, right. But it's a it's a it's a nice story. It kind of like pokes fun at celebrity culture, mm-hmm. and uh, so I you know I, I like stuff like that. So. I'm giving it the thumbs up. Okay. That's very good. I'll kind of give it a thumbs sideways rather than a thumbs down because, you know, it is what it is. Um, now, at clocking in, it, I think it was like, what, 260, 270 pages roughly? Um, yeah. This this did is the, a one you can knock out in an afternoon. Yeah, um, did, the, did the Viz version... Have um, an extra story tack on the end? No, it ended um, with the final chapter of this okay. particular story. There was no extra short stories. Okay. At least uh, not in my the, copy. Yeah, the one, one I have has an extra story that was recently published in a... Um, in, I can't even remember what, what volume... Um, one of the newer ones, though, of mm-hmm. short story collections that just came out. Mm-hmm. This is really like pumping out those uh, the Edo stuff. There's there's been a number of stuff that's come out very recently, like uh, Frank his adaptation of Frankenstein, mm-hmm. which is really good. Um, there's there's his adaptation of. Hold on. Of uh, uh, Osamu Daze's No Longer Human, mm-hmm. um, which is not horror at all. I mean, it's you know the the uh, descent into depravity of of a, of a writer um, that came out recently. Uh, there's a couple of short story collections that came out, um, smashed, and there's another one. That just recently came out. I can't recall the name of it. And then, like, this is coming out, and that's mm-hmm. all within the past couple of years. And that's that's a lot for mm-hmm. someone who doesn't have like a regular feature in like Shonen Jump or something, you know, right? Like, you know, like Bleach or Naruto, you know, where they right. just like churn that stuff out. <laughs> right, right. Bleach or Naruto or Dragon Ball, because right. I think or Dragon Ball is like One still Piece. in One Piece. One Piece, Jesus Christ. There's like a, there's a there's a ton of it. Hunter Hunter when it was being published, which is really good. I'm not gonna dog on Hunter Hunter. I enjoy Hunter Hunter a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, Tokyo Ghoul. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's just like a lot of stuff that is regular. 
uh, on ongoing that gets published. And if you go to, uh, you know, your comic book store that, that sells manga, uh, or if even like Barnes and Noble, mm-hmm. and you'll just see like, Oh, there's a new volume of, of, you know, dog tales or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Right. My, yeah. Stores like that, they have entire sections of manga right now. Yeah, no, but it but it keeps on getting replenished. It's not like you know, there's a policy of of like these shonen insane in mangas that no, there's no shortage of them. Right, right. But you know, somebody who's just like Junji Ito is is like a f- name unto him himself. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Right, right. Like. You, you, you get these sporadic volumes being published um, in like prestige format. Mm-hmm. Right? It's not like a little cheap uh, book. You know, right. it's it, they're hardcover. Um, they, they've got dust jackets and some of them. Published more like literature than uh, no, yeah, it is. novel. Um, and, and you know what? I'm I'm glad. I'm having more power to them. Uh, people should I think, you know, if you like manga and you like horror, you should do yourself a favor and actually, you know, go out and, and check some of this out because it's really good. Uh, just don't watch the, the anime because it's like kind of garbage. But <laughs> the Junji Ito collection anime is really bad. It's really bad. Um, it, it's weird because these stories, they're comic book stories and they work really well. Um as comic book stories, mm-hmm. but at, it's kind of it's kind of like the same thing with Lovecraft, right? Mm-hmm. You on the page, it works great, right? There's there's sus, suspense, and and you could like stretch it out and get people's ideas and you know internal monologues and all that great stuff, tension and. On celluloid or whatever, it just falls flat uh, because it's not, you know, it's not dialogue-driven stuff. Right, right. And there's not a lot of action mm-hmm. in, in these stories. Like a story about a guy who dreams long, right? Mm-hmm. Which is a great story as a manga. And and this guy's in the hospital, and his it, like his dreams take like years and years and years, and he wakes up. Um, and, and he has thought he's like gone like a hundred years, lived a hundred years and then it's the next day and then his body starts aging mm-hmm. and it's, it's a really creepy story and it works really well, but the, the anime is God awfully boring. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Ito Junji's Ramina or Hellstar Ramina. It'll be out from Viz Media in December. So if you want to check it out, it'll be available pretty much wherever manga is sold and probably through several internet sites in time for your holiday shopping for the manga fan in your life. That's right. Um, And if you can't find it, it's because you refused to keep 30 luck points. That's right. We'll talk to you next time.